This episode is brought to you by Red Riding Hood, the manga-inspired take on the classic fairy tale for readers grades K through 2, written by Christina Oxtra. In Red Riding Hood, readers review the classic story in a brand new way, with twists in the story, more diverse characters, and featuring Japanese aesthetics incorporated throughout. Red Riding Hood is part of a series published by Capstone and written by various artists with unique takes on your childhood favorites. Look out for Red Riding Hood, available on Amazon and your local bookstores. Congratulations, Christine, on your first published book. The link is in the show description. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Nintendo Power Block, episode 211. I'm one of your hosts, Corey Deering, and alongside me, as always, is that retro code, Eddie V. Let's have some coffee talk, y'all. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wow. I, that was not what I was expecting to come out of your mouth just now. I... <laughs> <sighs> Anyways, also joining us is the... Yeah, You know what, Celeste? I wrote this down. I wrote it down. Because I didn't want to forget it. Hold on. I wrote it down. I feel special. Our Hylian heroine, Celeste Roberts. Well, will Nintendo make me the main character in a Zelda game? I'll take it. Yes. Or I'll, I'll, I will take an NPC. That would be fantastic. That would be awesome. <laughs> By the way, guys, she's part of another Zelda podcast, so that's why that's what that's where it came from. Uh, <laughs> but we have a very special guest tonight uh, from. Twitch, formerly of Mixer, and also the community manager of Whitethorn Games, BU. How are you? Hi, everybody. I'm excellent. Super happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Please go easy on me. I'm still new to podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you you dominated the women's panel and your interview, so don't yeah. be modest. <laughs> so yeah, so you we... you all are quickly making this my favorite like form of content so thank you for for making it an enjoyable experience guys quickly form a place it's so okay they haven't kidnapped you yet they kidnapped me <laughs> we did it was kind of like formally formally yeah. oh man look i don't really want to be associated with kidnapping in this day and age so can we just no i'm just kidding i'm just kidding no, virtually virtually uh but uh BU, why don't you tell everybody kind of what you do and where you like, you know, kind of what you do on the internet and, you know, so our audience can kind of maybe become your audience. All right, cool. Uh, well, I'm BU. It's B-E-E-Y-O-O, like the honeybee. Um, but I, I've been a live streamer for about six years from Twitch to Mixer, back to Twitch. And um, that led me into a job in the game industry where I am now a community manager for Whitethorn Games. It's a indie game publisher and specialize in comfy, cozy indie games and the community. So it's, it's really fun. I do all kinds of stuff um, with them. And uh, yeah, yeah, that's a quick rundown. That's awesome. I'm very, I'm very excited for that teacup game you guys have coming out. Yeah, I Isn't saw. it cute? A little frog. I'm so excited about it. Looks it. Like, <laughs> it looks like someone took a bunch of characters out of like my kids' storybooks and decided to make a game out of it. And I'm like, this is nice. This is, you know, with all the stuff that, like, you know, Gamescom just happened and they were, like, showing, like, the Call of Duty trailer and, like, all these things blowing up and people murdering each other. I'm like, this, hmm. this is nice. 
this is <laughs> I I I look I'm a I'm a big Destiny player and I'm all about you know shooting stuff and having a good time with my friends but like look I just I downloaded Windbound and I downloaded Paper Mario and I'm like I just need this change of pace like a little bit and like I saw that tweet of yours and I'm like that is a good change of pace <laughs> for what I'm used <laughs> to seeing on the TV I yeah I got to see that one before we decided to take them on. Um, so we, we get to play a whole bunch of games. Like people will pitch us games. Hey, will you publish us? Here's what we need, and we'll see if it works out. And we you know make a good match. But I got to play it when they submitted it, and I'm like, this is like really different. I'm like, I don't even know how the game audience is gonna take it because it looks like you know Little Bear, like the little cartoons we watched back in like the '90s as kids or whatever. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I was like, I have no idea how this little storybook, this almost like folk style looking, you know game is gonna go over so yeah when that tweet went out the other day i was so stoked that people were excited about it because i'm like i I didn't know i didn't know how it was going to be received so it's good to know that people do want this chill story like peaceful kind of environment i do sign me up (laughs) um there was a casual kind of like eat uh like a casual direct that came out and like most of those casual games, like laid back chill, a lot of people were like, I want this. Like, I want this on my system. So I think that I think games have definitely this year has really changed a lot of people that they're willing to play anything and everything. And if it has a cute look to it or it's kind of and it feels interesting, people will pick it up. If you bring it to Switch on physical, <laughs> you will make money. Yes, yes, please. We all talk about yeah. We all talk about physical stuff for Switch and don't even care about the Nintendo tax. But a lot of those <laughs> games will sell out on day one, day two. Yeah, the the physicals are definitely like when you get to publish physicals, really. Cool. Um, but it's hard because the amount of money it costs to make the cartridge, get it approved, get the box out there, get it distributed, all the sh- like, you know, your 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 indie game is seven ninety nine. Mm-hmm. How do you make a physical and make money back on it? Is really hard. So that that's that's hard for the comfy cozy indie games. Mm-hmm. But I'm hoping by them gaining popularity. I would assume the AAA titles are going to be like, wait, there's money here? Like, we can make cute games, too. A lot of and people will... probably get more physicals that way, but, yeah. A lot of people will pay the $40, you know, because they got that collection that they know that they couldn't get into the store. And it's just, it's something really mm-hmm. special to them when it comes, definitely when it comes to Nintendo. That, that indie physical it could be a three hour physical uh three hour game it gets the physical stuff as long as you can give it a digital soundtrack some nice artwork mm-hmm. and stuff people will pay the 40 dollars and have it it could be choo-choo rocket uh smile bit uh second second deluxe edition if it's a really cute game or something people will pay that 40 dollars and it will sell like quickly Good to know. Good to know. Yeah, I, I haven't gotten into that space too much, so I don't know what people are willing to to do for that. Do you think they need to be a limited run? Do you think there has to be like only so think, many copies made? I think that's probably like I would say the smart thing to do to mm-hmm. partner with someone uh-huh. like Limited Runner because <clears throat> just because like even though people want it, it's it's usually like a loud minority, but like they'll sell out quickly if they know there's a limited amount. 
you know. Uh, yeah. That's. I mean, I and, have a, I have a few limited run games, and they're like I am lucky that I got them because they sell out almost instantly. You know, I got I got Super Meat Boy and I got Ukulele uh, for Switch, and uh, yeah, they are gone yeah. real fast. And and probably fan fan gamer who did mm-hmm. Undertale like. Yeah. They so they do a good job with all of their stuff. Yeah, um, plus plus like limited run has a deal with Best Buy where uh they'll sell their limited run copies through Best Buy also, but it's a different cover. So ne- then people get like they double dip <laughs> there too because they were like, Oh, I want both covers and you know, the mm-hmm. limited r- run one has like this specific uh numbering system and then the the ones they sell through Best Buy have a specific numbering system, so it's like it's all kinds of craziness. Yeah. That that it, that's a rabbit hole. Like, if I was ten years younger and single, I would have fallen down that rabbit hole. But I just can't do it, you know. And and it it don't have to be when the game actually come out. People would take like if you take four to six months and see how the game is doing and stuff, and feel like you made enough to do physical. People mm-hmm. will will do it. They'd be like, oh, that cool. And then show the box art and just show some of the things people will put their money down and get it because they know that it, even though it's limited run, that collector end of would be like, this is the one and only time chance I could get it unless mm-hmm. you guys are going to do a second run. And it's special yeah. to Yeah. And I can tell you from just our audience alone, Ed and I have been doing this show for five and a half years at this point. And when I said that I was going all digital for especially Nintendo stuff, our audience got real mad at me when I got rid of, cause like I had this bi- pretty big physical switch collection and my wife and I were having a kid and you know, she, I didn't want her to put them in her mouth or, you know, whatever. So I ended up just getting rid of most of them and going the digital route on my switch, which by the way, was one of the best decisions I've ever made in my life. But our audience got mad at me for doing that. They're like, why would you get rid of your physical stuff? Especially some of those like, <laughs> like hard to find, you know, games that aren't in print anymore. And I was like, Oh boy, I, that was a mistake, I guess. But <laughs> so uh, I know just there's something about, go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. I was... Oh, there's something about having physical Nintendo things. Like, yeah. I'm fine with my, my digital Xbox, PlayStation. Don't care about the physical copies. Nintendo, though, I'm like, I need it in my hands. And I don't know if that's from, like, growing up with an NES and going to the flea market and getting cartridges. But, like, I have to buy my Nintendo games on cartridge. And I don't know why. But only Nintendo in my life that way. It's, it's one of the things of regret. People don't regret games buying it on Xbox and PlayStation because a lot of those games end up being backlogged. You know, if you don't get that Nintendo game when it comes out, you're going to regret that you didn't get it because there might never be another run of that game again. And you'd be like, well, I wish I could play this. And then to, if you want to... Oh, go ahead, Jess. Uh, I mean, Corey. I was, I was going to say, not just that, but like you see Nintendo prices go... like It's like most most companies will drop their price, you know, 20 bucks within a month, you know, 30 bucks within a month and a half. And then by the time four or five months rolls around, you can get it for 20 or 30 bucks on Amazon or whatever. Nintendo, like you see 60 yeah. and then once in a while, Amazon will have it for $10 off. But once that print runs out, unless it's a really popular game like Zelda, but like Fire Emblem right now is actually really hard to find physically. And mm-hmm. you see those, that price just start ticking up, ticking up, ticking up to the point where like, what was it? There's a game 
I forget what game it was, but it was thirty dollars when it came out. It was a it was an indie title, thirty dollars when it came out. Now it's like the physical copy is like seventy or eighty dollars if you want to get it because they, it was it was limited print, you know. And once mm-hmm. those cartridges are distributed yeah. and they don't want to pay for more, they're they're done. So. Yeah. So should we start investing in cartridges like? the stock market like i'm investing my money right now this will be worth more later let me <laughs> let me it. let me tell you i bought i bought fire emblem for gamecube for 24.99 at gamestop in 2003 when it came out well probably a couple months after it came out uh i also have the wii version of fire emblem that <laughs> if i sold both of those games that's like three quarters of our rent if i sold them out right wow yeah <laughs> So, is it tempting? Sometimes. <laughs> Look, if they, if they re-release those on the Switch, like as like a digital download or like a fit, like a remastered version, I would get rid of them in a heartbeat. But like, uh, it's just the fact that Nintendo has they do a great job of getting their older games out there, except for the GameCube and the Wii. Like, you cannot play any of those games anywhere yeah. unless you have a Wii. And it's like, yeah, I don't really want to dig that out. <laughs> you know, you gotta, you gotta get that sensor bar out. You gotta, you know, if the lighting's not good, you gotta bust out a few candles so the sensor bar knows what kind of room you're sitting in. And it's, it's like this whole thing. It's like you gotta map out your whole room like a, I don't know, like you're solving. I don't know. It's that, that's that's it's part of the game. Yeah, that's kind of how Xenoblade Chronicles was. Is that people pre-ordered it. Uh, and if you didn't get that first copy for Wii, uh, you was gonna spend up to about eighty or hundred dollars. It's to still get worth it. that. It's still like a hundred. I think the physical copy for Wii is a hundred and ten dollars. That's crazy. Yeah, I have one. If anybody wants to send me a hundred and ten dollars now that I have it on Switch, I'm to give it to you. I, I still have my original Wii. I, I, I literally went to GameStop and pre-ordered it the day they said pre-orders are up. Mm-hmm. I did too. Uh, I used to have a massive Wii collection, and then my apartment burned down, and I lost everything. So that's kind of like that's that's what made my switch from physical to digital more feasible too, is because like oh, all my physical games are gone now. So I, I still have my eighty plus games. Uh, uh, you should see some of these boxes that survived that I kept. Oh, it's it was it was an interesting time. Uh, so. That's another story for another day as well. Yes. Uh, but all right, we're going to get into this housekeeping so we can get into the real meat of the show here. Uh, housekeeping. This is Nintendo Pal Block, Boss Rush Games, Nintendo Podcast. Every week, Celeste, Edward, and I, as well as our friends from around the internet, come together right here on twitch.tv slash Boss Rush Games Live to talk about the latest news, rumors, releases, and your questions in the world of Nintendo. If you can't join us live, no big deal. You can head on over to youtube.com slash Boss Rush Games and podcast services everywhere remember to like subscribe share rate and review and follow us wherever you consume our content and you can check it all out on bossrushgames.com everybody's new favorite segment is snack tendo it's official emails are in tweets are in dms are in everybody's new favorite segment on nintendo power block is <laughs> snack tendo who knew who knew um so so be you basically the premise. Of my snacks. The premise of this topic is so Ed and Celeste can talk about food in a way that is, you know, 
within the show instead of before the show. And then we start, you know, that that's how this thing was introduced. And then we started talking about other things and yeah, this is, this, this segment just sticks now. It's just part of the show now. So, and I know that, I know that you cook a lot, especially on your streams. Uh, so I'm going to, we're going to start with you. Did you, have you snacked anything recently? Did you cook anything delicious? I have been cooking so much lately and everything has been delicious. I had no idea that I could cook as well as I've been cooking. (laughs) Um, so I just moved into a new place and I've got like this decent kitchen and like, yeah, I've been all about it. Um, let's see, what did I make last? Um, I did a dish that was couscous as the base, and then I roasted chickpeas and corn, and then I glazed some carrots and honey, and I made this cumin yogurt drizzle for the top of it, and it was just all layered and delicious, and it's, when I when I found the recipe, I was like, oh, this is super healthy, it's not going to be any good, I mean, it'll be fine, but it'll be kind of, you know, lots of vegetables, right? But no, like that that cumin yogurt sauce that I made was so good and it brought all those flavors together and the sweetness of the honey on the carrots and like I was so just amazed with how like delicious this healthy recipe was. Yeah, so that was my le- last dish that I that I streamed making. So I I, I was really happy with that one. It <laughs> sounds delicious. Yeah, it sounds sounds good. When, when you can be healthy and enjoy it. It's, it's, it's definitely a win. Yeah, that's that would that would be nice. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to I, I'm gonna have to get that recipe from you maybe at some point. And uh, I'm, I'm gonna hook you up with some uh, some mill lime. Mill lime's the app I've been using. It's a free app. And yeah, you 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 pick out your recipe that look good, and it builds you a shop. And if you go to the grocery store, you can just click off everything that you just bought, or you can like link it up with your Walmart delivery or Instacart and it gets all the ingredients delivered to your house and it just takes all of the hard work out of like, Oh, that sounds way better. Prepping <laughs> and then shopping. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's changed my life. It's a weird that you mentioned it. There was a For 3DS sure. uh, cooking game like that, that it was teaching you how to cook from around the world and it gave you a grocery list of everything that you could that you needed. So when you go to the grocery store, uh, you'll get the item and then click on your 3DS and get a point for it. It was really cool. That's cool. Yeah, I've never heard of that one. Yeah, but I think I it, need that. I think it, I, and I think Nintendo made it. Think it it's wasn't the first party game. It wasn't Cooking Mama, was it? Oh no, uh, uh-uh. no. It's a actual. It's actual recipes from around the world. So it taught you different ways of making fresh toast, pancakes. Um, different soups, and it was just like you could go to the grocery store. Here's the list. You click on it, get your points, and then they teach you step by step how much time you need, the utensils that you need, and you could go there and cook. So it's, it's a really is, cool thing. That is so cool. I love that. I'm gonna have to get that app too because uh, I I cooked um some teriyaki uh pulled pork two weeks ago and it was really good that's my first time cooking it for the first time i'm just like uh i think i enjoy cooking yeah it, it can be fun and it, it might take a you know a few times and getting used to it but i think cooking's fun i enjoy it yeah i uh yeah i've been i've i've dabbled a few times i if i had more time i would probably cook more but i i recently discovered 
the crockpot, which is like <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, very helpful. Oh my gosh, just throwing some chicken in there with like just some green peppers and onions and stuff in there, and just waiting for it all day, and so you can shred it like, and then you like what put whatever you want in there. Like I like to make my stuff like real spicy, but uh, sometimes you just it's so good. Oh, pulled chicken is like one of my new favorite things that I discovered nice. this year. And yeah, I, I just, man, maybe I'm going to do that this weekend. Maybe I'll make some pulled chicken this weekend. Oh, man. Barbecue or just, I don't know yet. It depends. Yeah. I have to cook the food for everybody. You know, my, my wife doesn't really do spicy. So I have to like add it in after, which is never as good, but you know, sacrifices guys. That's what it's all about. That is true. <laughs> it's about <God>. sacrifice. <laughs> so, uh, Celeste, did you did you make anything or have any delicious snacks recently? On Saturday, we went to Creole Creamery, um, one of its locations outside of New Orleans, and they have a five dollar four mini scoop sampler because I could not decide on which flavor. <laughs> to commit to. I had never been there before, but I follow them on Instagram and I had a butterscotch and toffee ice cream. I had a lemon verbena with blueberry. I had a pedophore ice cream, which kind of tastes like Bluebell's bride's uh, bride's cake ice cream has pieces of pedophores in it. And then there was this ricotta ice cream with cherries and pistachios in it Mm -hmm. for $5. And I got to sample all of those perfect amount, so good. They had so many different flavors, and then yesterday I made this. These are uh, honey garlic pork chops for supper. Mm, yeah, yes, good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, honey, like Bu was saying, honey glaze on stuff really amps up that recipe. <laughs> Whatever you're making, oh, the sweetness. That's a- it just su- yeah. it just sucks cleaning the so pots need- and pans after because. Can kind of stick on there. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. Yeah, uh, that's yeah, that's uh, those are the most interesting things I've had. What about you, Ed? So, um, two things. Uh, I had uh, I was able to go to Target and find one of my favorite ice cream flavors. Now, it's the white chocolate raspberry Haagen Dazs. Oh my gosh! It sounds amazing. It's <laughs> so I good. oh I my soul fell out my body. It was just like <laughs> if you don't buy this right now, we're gonna have a problem. And it was two for seven dollars, so I had to get both of them. And uh, <laughs> uh, it's so because the thing about I have to trust the fight, and I'm like white chocolate raspberry truffle. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. White chocolate raspberry truffle ice cream by Hagen Dazs. My I, I got that. My soul got happy, and I was just like. Uh, I this needs to stay more in stores because it's literally limited. Like if you don't get it when it when you see it, you won't see it for the next couple of weeks. And it was just like, who is buying all of this good old ice cream? <laughs> besides, it was me? better it was buy it fate. now and put it back with that uh, copy of Fire Emblem for GameCube so you can sell it. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, oh god, let's sell ice cream over eBay. The ice cream. Oh. Black market. <laughs> Look, you you think it's ridiculous, but I was listening to a podcast the other day, and people are still selling like the Halo Three Mountain Dew game fuel from like 2007 on eBay for Ugh. like for like 20 and 30 bucks a bottle. I'm like, oh that's so God. gross. People were doing that with that Ghostbuster High C too. Yeah, 
That's stuff. Uh, I think I'm gonna vomit live mm. <laughs> for me. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so my last. Oh, go ahead, Gory. Oh, I was gonna say I'm a big Giant Bomb fan, and they made like he had like he, Jeff Jeff who runs it. He's like he has a bunch of old like game stuff from when he worked at GameSpot and stuff, and one they had promotional drinks for like Halo Three and Reach and and Call of Duties and everything, and like. They do this premium show called The Hotspot, and it's just like where they just f around for ninety minutes or so on a podcast, and they're like, "Drink one," and he drank, the, he drank the Halo <laughs> Reach one that's like ten years old at this point. He's like, he's like he, he like watching the video version. You just look at his face. He just kind of like takes a sip, and he just kind of like thinks about it for a minute. He's like, "Yep, it's about as bad as you think it would be <laughs> ten years later." <laughs> Oh wow! I bet it's a little flat. Yeah, a little flat. So it's uh, thank you. So my last one is I show Celeste this. Um, This is Fanta New uh, Pina Colada. Um, It just dropped it, uh, and man, it's so good. Literally, if you added alcohol to go with a pina colada, you'll be drunk off your tail. It's so good, like. Uh, if we just happened to find it at my job, like, did it, no one in my store knew about it. I just happened to look. I'm like, Fanta? Lemonade? No. P- took it out the uh, cooler. It was just like, Pina Colada. I, I literally bought my associate one when I bought one, and we both drank it and fell in love with it. So it's been selling out at our store. So, yeah. Fanta Pina Colada? Yes. You guys need to Refreshing. follow... Oh, Super refreshing. Yes, refreshing. Oh, yeah, that sounds I was just going to say refreshing and also a mixer. They know their audience. <laughs> <laughs> We're all stuck at home. I need a drink. No, it's just it's just pina colada Fanta. I didn't <laughs> add any extra. <laughs> I didn't yeah. spike this. It's, yeah, it's really, really good. Like, we've been selling out uh, quickly for them. So when, our, when we get our cook representative, we got to be like, can we get this one again? Um. <laughs> you guys, um, if, you wanna, if you want to, if you want to follow this guy who reviews and posts all the latest junk food, his it's called Junk Banter on Instagram and Twitter, and he's hilarious with his reviews. Even if I don't try everything he posts, it's just intriguing seeing the different cereal flavors, the different cookies, different soft drinks, different Pop Tart flavors. They they had some kind of Pringles that were offered only at um, Walgreens, but I couldn't find them. It was called sweet corn flavor. Did you guys ever try that flavor? I've of heard Pringles? of them. I haven't. I haven't. Mm-hmm. I haven't tried it. Yeah. So follow him if you want to see some really out there but intriguing junk food flavors. Yeah, I'm still. Uh, I'm still. I think I'm gonna buy another bag of the Thanksgiving dinner corn uh uh uh, candy corns because i really want to try it when it's actual thanksgiving uh but the sweet potato i think they had like sweet potato uh, sweet potato candy corn flavor in there really good i would nobody likes candy corn that's a i I like candy corn no you don't this is a lie (laughs) yes this whole show is a lie and i like the little mallow cream pumpkins too Uh, uh, no yeah 
I love those too. I make, I like to make like little graveyard dirt cakes with them and like the Milano cookies. Yeah, you take the Milano cookies and you make them the headstone. I really need to rethink the cast of the show. Maybe I just just make some chocolate pudding and grind up some Oreos (laughs) for the dirt and put some worms, gummy worms. I think my time on this show has come to an end. Uh, Thanks everybody for watching. (laughs) Just give Corey a Twix cookie and cream. He'll be oh good. man, don't even not dude, not right got, now, dude. No, dude, they got the they got the big mini bags. I know now. they it's do. Just... Stop. I know. <laughs> Trust me. As someone who always thought about for the last four days is something remotely sugary. <laughs> I'm well aware. Yeah. I just, I just, you know, my job. I'm like, oh, they got the big bags now because they was only selling the regular Twix ones. Man. So yeah, I might have to give me a bag, a two for seven. Mm. 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 So. Well, I, I guess, I guess the only thing that I've eaten is uh, that rice paper uh, stuff. The fried rice is ugh, it's so good. The Indonesian fried rice is like they fry the they fry the rice with with red curry and then they and like they use one egg and then they like fry it up and then they fry fry it up with red curry and then they grill like they grill onions and broccoli and shrimp and chicken and <sighs> let, just lay it on top and then like put a little lemon in there to just you know there's a little Corey, bit of lemon just, on there just just stop Corey, because you you make me I, I swear I'm gonna so buy good. a ticket. I posted, ticket. I posted, I posted a picture of it on my Instagram and my Twitter, and it's just like, oh, it's so good, man. It's so like I can't wait till we can actually go sit down and eat in a restaurant again mm-hmm. because I want to see like what it's supposed to look like instead of shoved in this little black box and you get home and Oop. you open it, and you're like, Ugh. so it's not the same. I mean, it's still really good. Uh, also. <laughs> Shout out to last week's dinner was Casa del Rio burrito, which is like, it's like this big. It's so big. I can't, like, I have to eat it with a fork. It's so big. It's just, it's ridiculous. Wow. But anyways, that's our Snack Tendo segment for the week, everybody. Sorry it ended. I know. I know everybody's disappointed, but... We're going to go from... We're going to go from what we've been eating to what we've been playing... Uh, I'm going to start. I didn't play Paper Mario yet, everybody. I'm sorry. I, I've i been playing uh, Team Management Simulator and Web Design wow. Simulator. Team Management Simulator. <laughs> you went to work today? Uh, I'm not doing that, that for fun. Did you get that for... Uh, no, oh, it's... It's no, I'm saying I've been having meetings with people with on, on the team about certain things that people want to do. And then I've been I've redesigned our website again. So it's cleaner because uh, every time I redesign it, I'm like, this looks good, but there's something off. I don't know if I like it. And then I go and try to fix it. And it's just it re- it, it I hate it. I hate the way my brain works because like certain things you just have to say that's good enough and you need to stop. Because you're gonna drive yourself nuts, and I can't. I don't. I, I, I don't have that I, ability to turn I it off. I tell you that a lot. I tell you that a lot. You do, and guess what? I totally ignore you and go the other direction, and like, I gotta fix it. 
it did come back to me be like and i'm so tired i've been working on this thing i'm like i told you to stop look i redid our whole menu system now and i'm 10 pages into 36 of reorganizing everything we've ever posted it's just you're ambitious i (laughs) very ambitious (laughs) i mean that's how he works look i i don't know i just i want it to look professional and fun and sleek and whatever so that's kind of what i've been doing but i've also i've been playing some switch stuff i've been playing a lot of cross code still uh very close to my game of the year if if you ask me on any random day it might be my game of the year so uh it's like this uh top down 16-bit action rpg it's really good it's really uh it's really satisfying because like they're the leveling system is kind of like the sphere grid from Final Fantasy X. And, like, it's it's just really satisfying to unlock certain things. So, I've been playing a lot of that. Let's see what else I've been playing. Hold on. I have my Switch right here to remind me because I'm so lost all the time. Uh, ah, yes. Puyo Puyo Tetris. <laughs> I've been playing... I, I saw it on the... The game show the other day. Yeah, and I was. It, it's funny. Ed and I were talking. I was like, I don't think anything really interested me. He's like, Yeah, but you know you're gonna buy Puyo Puyo Tetris, and I just gave him the side eye emoji. I'm like, Of course I am, <laughs> even though it's literally the same exact game, and I don't need it at all whatsoever. Uh, He's just like, I got Tetris effect. You gonna buy the game? Yeah. 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 I mean, but the thing is, is I only play the Tetris portion of the game. Like, I literally only... I don't even go into the main menu. There's literally, literally an option before you go into the main menu that just says, play Tetris. And that's the only thing I play on it, is just Tetris. And it, it's just... I'm really addicted to Tetris, guys. I I mean, I've been addicted to Tetris for 30-something years now. I can't I can't quit Tetris. It was just a Game Boy game played, came out. That's how... I've yeah. been close to Tetris. It's so that, good though. Tetris is amazing. That, I still I still think that uh the NES version Tetris effect is good. Um but I think it was like was there like a Tetris for DS? Yeah, Tetris, Tetris DS. DS. <laughs> that one that who that one is all hard ones to beat. That's what's so good. Yeah. Tetris Look, Tetris is is the most perfect game you're ever going to get. And Pretty I will stand much. by that until I am in the ground with a bunch of dirt on top of me. I better be buried in a giant Tetris block. That's all I'm saying. Um, oh, wow. Probably got it to get the, the long block, though, because I'm really tall. So just, just saying. Better get one of those. Um, but I also uh, I also played about the first half hour of Windbound, um, which is kind of the... It's kind of... It's this indie game that kind of looks like zelda but it's more survivally than than zelda uh you like just roam i just roamed around the the one island uh and just started picking up stuff and uh, throwing rocks at a giant boar type thing like that you clearly weren't supposed to fight but i tried to anyway and it's just it just i it charged me and i was running away from it and it was it was really cool but uh like i it's kind of a resource management not heavy, but it, there's a lot of resource management because the whole thing is you're building your boat to sail mm-hmm. to other islands and you and you live on your boat. So you can make your boat bigger, you can make it taller, you can add, 
you know, rooms to store stuff. It's like a, it's almost like you're building a houseboat and you're sailing to these other islands to collect resources to build your boat. But also it has that Zelda aspect where there's, uh, monsters you can fight and, uh, some caves and stuff that you can explore. So it's really neat. I only played about a half hour of it so far. Um, but it is definitely something that I've been looking forward to for a long time. And, uh, I'm, I'm really, I really like it. It's got a really neat art style too. So the crafting is easy to do. Oh right? yeah. It's pretty simple from what I've done yeah. so far. It's not, it's not like overly complicated kind of, Oh, you need to have the, you need to find 17 sticks and uh, 14 rocks to build a door. Okay. <laughs> well, sure. <laughs> but yeah, it's really fun. It's really, I really like the art style. Uh, it reminds me of if they if Breath of the Wild had a Wind Waker aesthetic to it almost. Mm-hmm. Um, so highly recommend wonder, from the half hour that I've played. I, bucks, I wonder I if it has like that Oceanhorn two look to it. I don't know. I don't really know anything about Oceanhorn two. I did like Oceanhorn one though. Yeah, they went they went with a whole different style because it's more three D. Yeah, it's it's it. definitely more like a three D Zelda game with Oceanhorn two. Yeah. Uh, oh, I also play a little bit of Overwatch on Switch, which is not great. Uh, so I wanted. I didn't even know it was on the Switch. Yeah, really? yeah. It was. It was. What? Look, it was on sale, and I'm like, I love Overwatch. I can't really play it a lot anymore. So maybe if I have it on the Switch, I'll get back into it. It's it's not worth it. It. I mean, it looks yeah. it it looks good. Like it looks like Overwatch, but it, the frame rate is slower, right? It runs mm-hmm. at thirty frames instead of sixty frames a second, and it's just kind of like it's it's just like every other Switch game, where like it's a good port of the game on Switch if that's your only option. But if you have other Maybe. options, please take the other options. <laughs> it's it's one of the things that you know people was waiting for and then when they got announced people just like oh okay we already knew look there there are some exceptions like the switch ports that are actually like just as good or even better like diablo on switch is is very good um diablo on switch is very good uh crash and spyro ports are very good i would even go as far as saying the doom and wolfenstein ports are pretty good ports if you i mean obviously if you have the option to play it on xbox or pc or whatever play those versions but if you want to play it on switch like it's totally a viable thing overwatch not recommended not so much not mm-mm, no but since since i'm on the nintendo team i bit the bullet for everyone a year after it came out to tell you <laughs> that it is not worth coming <laughs> not worth purchasing hey, i i thanks get for this. saving me some money yeah so, a year so later one- Someone won it for one of our prizes. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, it. look, it's 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 fine. Like, it's fine. It's not bad. It's it's fine. But if you want to play it, play it somewhere else. You know, that's that's my that's my very late year later review of Overwatch on the Switch. It's fine. Play it somewhere else. <laughs> so. Anyways, Ed, what are you playing? So, um, I uh, finished Coffee Talk. 
Um, it's a game do I, I do recommend that you guys play on the Switch. Uh, so it's great it's a great visual novel it's really funny you get into the stories you are making coffee for um the people who come in come in uh and it's just it's, it gives you a really good feeling um i think the only kind that i have about this game is the music um and the and so let's don't take this wrong. I like the lo-fi chill house music. I really wish they had more tracks throughout the game that plays. Did you um, go on your phone and change the uh, the different songs? See, I didn't know that. Oh, I thought, okay. I thought I thought because the thing about huh? Yeah. Well, oh. um, there's a phone thing that's in the game. It lets you to check oh, okay. what kind of coffee Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, there's a phone in the game, and you can change. Um, there are, like, about 15, 20 songs you can choose from. Yeah. Oh, okay. But, see, I thought I thought it would play the whole soundtrack, and it does it throughout the game. So it'll play, like, about four or five songs, and then it will repeat. And I was just like, "Hmm, this is really weird." Uh, yeah. So that that was that was, I, and I think the game doesn't tell you that that you can select your different music because it's mostly like when you use your phone, check what kind of coffee that you have discovered that you can make, uh, and kind of check on the people who you know and stuff. And it don't you don't really think about the news section or the music. Um, I uh, it, it is cool that if you make a latte or and you want to design it, you can. Mm-hmm. So you can go in and uh, make some designs. It has do does have replay um, to it, so you can go back and change some things um, to find out what the true ending is. Uh, and it, it it changes everybody's story for it and stuff. But I kind of got somewhat yeah. like. A uh, reasonable ending to it. It was it was really cool um, with the uh, I, I, Gala is my character. He is <laughs> a werewolf who is a nurse. Uh, well, he makes it, he works in administration, <laughs> and uh, he's just something about him is just so cool. Uh, you see, like all of these scratches and stuff on and everything. And it's it's really really good. So I do recommend Coffee Talk to play um i also been playing we should talk uh so (laughs) i did pick it up for switch um so i was mean to the girl i broke up with her i told her i don't want you you mean nothing to me I, i wanted to see what happens when you didn't care about her uh and it shows a little animation at the end that she actually ended up leaving and she's crying. It's 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 kind of sad, but I I am replaying it, doing different choices, and it's a really great game um, with it. Uh, and I, it's so it's so chill. <laughs> Sorry to use that word again, but it's so chill that you don't have to think about the decisions really. You just really say what you feel like you want to say and see where it leads you. Um, with it, so uh, we should talk is definitely a good recommendation uh, to get. Um, you'll probably play around about five or six times, making different options and everything. Some of them was gonna hurt their girlfriend. Some of them might actually, you know, keep you guys together. But it's up to you to play. I only did that one ending, so I'm going back to mm-hmm, do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, a short hike. I also picked up and played. 
really beautiful game. It has a it, it has a to me. Okay, so it's a mix of 3ds and Toomba on PlayStation One. Uh, with it, with the sprite based looking thing, what? uh, <laughs> it's it's the way that you would think when you look at it. Um, uh, when you look on a handheld, it looks like a 3DS game, but when you put it on the TV, it's like this Toomba big sprite kind of looking game. Um, really beautiful, really calming. Uh, I got to the part where uh, I got this headband for this rabbit. So I gave the headband to the rabbit, and he's just like, oh, this is the champion's one. I can run my race and stuff, and I'm still collecting shells. And it's just like, there's so much to explore before you just get to the ending of the game. So it really is uh, such a cool game. Uh, Shane from another Zelda podcast, he's played it, uh, talked about it. I think he's finished it, too. Um, And it's so, so good. Contra Collection, uh, I streamed on uh, Sunday, um, uh, doing some new stuff with that. Um, of course, play Ikaruga uh, just for fun. Um, picked, picked up Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles on Switch, but haven't hmm. started it yet. I'm um, sorry. I hear it's... Uh, didn't doesn't hold up well, I'll say. But, but I think... I don't know if that's. A, I think it's a. I don't know, cause it came. It, it came on a PlayStation Four also, right? Yes, it did. Is it? I wonder. Is it across the board that that? Cause I know IGN the review reviewer gave it a three, and I wonder is that across the board for PlayStation and Switch? I don't know. I know people are mad because it doesn't have couch co-op. You have to play yes. online. Yeah, my, my sister's That's boyfriend weird. bought it over the weekend, and he was really upset that he bought it digitally because he can't return it, and he's really upset that he can't do the co-op. Mm-hmm. Oh. So that, that's, the, that's the negative I've heard. Mm-hmm. But I thought people would love the fact that you could play it online. Well, there's no option to play couch co-op. Like, the online portion is nice, but you can't, you know, you can't play. Like people- yeah, like want to play, play indoors uh, yeah. together. Like, like if they you have someone play. physically next to you, he wanted to play it with my sister, and he can't. <laughs> yeah. That's so uh, weird because it's harder to make an online game, I think, than to make the couch co-op portion. Which I is why they decided which, to make that decision. Which is weird because the original game you played on GameCube and you had the three uh, game Game Boy Advance controllers. Was it yep. Game Boy Advance? Yeah. Oh boy, did I buy Game Boy Advances for that game and no friends to play with. (laughs) Because nobody wanted to play it with me. I was like, yeah, I'm going to have my friends over. We're going to play some Final Fantasy. Somebody's going to be, somebody's going to carry the lantern while everybody else fights things and nobody wanted to play with me because they were like, that's stupid. Let's let's play Halo. I'm like, "Uh, okay. (laughs) So, yeah, so that's pretty much what I've been playing. Um, I, I do want to pick up Wimbound, Corey, um, because I was waiting for you to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the last campfire mm-hmm. I I want to get for Switch. Um, a lot of people, they got it but haven't started started yet. And that's the game I really want to dive into. It's just, of course, I was watching some stuff on it today because like, I'm interested in it. But I'm like, I don't really know what kind of game this is. It's just a puzzle game game like you go into these different environments and solve puzzles and move into the next environment i'm like 
that's totally something I would play. You know, it almost reminds mm-hmm. me of like, not in the same way, but it kind of reminds me of Captain Toad, where like you just kind of walk around and solve these puzzles, and then you move on to the next area and solve more puzzles. And then this obviously has a, a story attached to it, and like the music in the trailer was like, I was like, oh man, this is kind of like sad. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I can play like a sad game right now, but yeah, that's kind of the vibe I got it's, from it from watching it. It's it, it looks really interesting because I didn't know that it had a release date. I know they mentioned it like I think last week before the game came out, but I'm like, when did they mention this release date? I don't think they did. I think it was just kind of like, oh, it's out next week. One of those things, right? Because it came out for Xbox. Is I think it's out for everything. It's out for everything. Not for everything, because I don't know if it came for Game Pass neither. It's not. I already looked. It's not. <laughs> Trust okay. me, if it's not on Game Pass, I automatically like. It's funny because I use Game Pass as like I find the indie games that I like to play. Like, oh, this game looks cool. I'm gonna go buy it on Switch now because you know, like that's kind of <laughs> if I, if there's indie games on Switch or on on Game Pass, that's what I use Game Pass for. I'm like, this looks like a nice game on Switch. I'm gonna go buy it there, please. Uh, so. <laughs> I did that with CrossCode. I did it with uh, Streets of Rage. After we played Streets of Rage Four, I went and got it mm-hmm. on Switch. Like, just yeah, I do that. Yeah. <laughs> so I will be turning back to uh, Breath of the Wild because uh, and and Paper Mario Origami King because uh, I was doing Ghost of Tsushima for a particular reason. Um, but I will be jumping back into those games. I'm. The I hope Tunic comes to uh Switch. It's I don't know if it will off the bat. I wonder if it's I wonder if it's just Xbox only. It is, it's Xbox uh, it's for right now it's an Xbox exclusive and they will not confirm if it'll come to anything else. Okay. And PC. Cause I because I everybody wants Tunic and that's one of my if I had to say anticipated games for Xbox, that is it. You know, Halo Infinite was, but it's been delayed, so now it's Tunic. And, yeah. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much what I've been playing for Switch mm-hmm. uh, before I start buying more games. Yeah, <laughs> you should you should stop buying games, Ed. You should not be like me and buy games and let them sit on your Switch until something else comes out and you have no room and you have to delete the ones that you haven't played yet. Uh, oh, so pretty much about all my consoles that I own that mm-hmm. I buy. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a terrible digital hoarder. So, uh, Celeste, you playing anything fun, interesting? I've also been playing We Should Talk. I've had about three or four different endings, and I'm really enjoying it. BU is actually with the studio Whitethorn Games, mm-hmm. that, and they're the ones who created that game. And it's really cool because you can scroll to change the sentences, and that changes the tone, like Ed was saying. And... I want to know more about the girlfriend. Like she's really intriguing to me. You, you get snippets, and I, I want to play more and more because I feel like the story is going to come to me that way. It's going to be, it's going to evolve the more I play the game. So that's really cool. If you like visual novels, and you like changing sentences for different tones, mm-hmm. different, uh, different um, context, things like that, connotations. And I've also been playing Neocab. I completed it yesterday, but it's one of those games that has a lot of replay value where you can interact with characters more than once if you want to. You don't have to interact with 
all of them if you it's up to you and you can have different endings to the game so i had the i would say good ending yesterday so i'm going to play it again when i have some time to see what some of the other endings are but i love that game it is really creative i, I, I think i told you celeste that it's on my wish list uh, oh, to get it's good it's there was a what was the other game that i told you because she mentioned another game on twitter Another one. Um. Well, I want teacup. If that is that it. I, That's probably it. Yeah. Yeah, I would like teacup when it when it comes out because <laughs> it looks so cute and chill. Yeah, but, I can't wait. I don't know when we're getting a demo. We've been doing because of COVID. There's been more demos this year. So mm-hmm. A lot of our games have been making little demo slices. So I'm hoping teacup. Because it's going to have really cute like little puzzle games in it. And, you know, you're on an adventure to find tea herbs. And it's it's going to be going to be super chill. What have you been playing, BU? If you have time. <laughs> oh, um, I haven't been gaming it at all, um, really, since I moved. So about two months of, like, very minimum gaming. But, but, the other day we had to move our old office stuff for Whitethorn into our new office and our new office isn't done yet because things are taking forever so i borrowed a tv and the entire nintendo switch library that i had in the office i was like i'm just gonna put this you know safely in my home um so i have like this plethora of games so the other day i played some mario kart with friends but um I did a poll on Twitter, and I think Mario Odyssey is going to be my first, like, I'm going to sit down and play a game. So I've got Mario Odyssey, I've got um, Luigi's Mansion, uh, I've got Fire Emblem, uh, and there's just, like, so many. There was, like, I probably brought 15, 20 games home. But, yeah, those are, like, the top in my my vision right now for that. And I've got a TV, I stole a TV from the office, borrowed a TV from the office, and so now I've got a whole setup, so. Oh, you're you're going to be busy. (laughs) Yeah. I'm excited to sit down and play some games. Um, as a streamer, a lot of times we won't play games unless we're streaming. So it's going to be different for me to like tell myself, no, you can sit down and enjoy this without commentating. It'll be fine. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to it. Well, Luigi's Mansion um, 3 is so I, much fun. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm super excited. Like It's been a while since I've played something like that. Ed, you were talking about a short hike. And that has been one of my top games this year. Um, what I really liked about a short hike was you can't play it. There's no way to play it wrong. You're just like you the wrong direction. You don't do it in the wrong order. You just enjoy it and play it, and it's just like it feels so good not to be punished at all. Literally after, literally, literally after I seen that indie direct, I was just like, this is on my list to get. Like it's it's that crazy, mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah, solid solid game. Um, and you all have been playing awesome shorter titles, which is really cool. It seems like you all had a theme: Neo Cab, Coffee Talk. We should talk. Like that's a nice little theme of games that kind of are similar in ways. I yeah. saw some. I saw someone tweet about how I'm an adult. I'm I'm thirty something years old. I need a game that's five hours or less. And I really related to that. I still love Zelda. I still love Mario games. But sometimes in the evening, I just want something I can complete and enjoy within yeah. a few hours. Yeah, there's uh, 
there's a couple games like I I've been playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey for what feels like two years now, and I've been playing <laughs> and I've been I've been playing The Witcher ever since it came out on Switch, and I'm just like sometimes it's just nice to have that game. It's like I can beat this in you know five to ten hours or less, and it feels satisfied at this point. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah. Bio, uh, have you played Greece? Yes, that one's so pretty. That's another one you can't really play wrong either. You just go in an up or down direction. And just like, oh that's such a beautiful I, game. There's some I want, puzzles and it's gorgeous. Yeah, it's gorgeous. I want to buy like a a big print of some of that art and just have it hanging in my office somewhere. Just like, I I love the like the hand like in and i think it's i think it's something of yours somewhere you have it i think it might be on your it might have been on your mixer page it's, before it was my mixer page yeah where it's just, the hand that's crumbled the yeah grain. like just that is just like uh, once i saw that when i started playing the game i'm like all right i'm just gonna be into this because like i went to like i went to school for graphic design and stuff but like i was always in all art classes right like i was i think during high school i took something like 10 art classes and then i went through like art history and just like i was obsessed with art for the longest time and i probably still would be if i wasn't so busy um but like just playing through that game and seeing the vis like the visuals throughout the game and watching the colors change when you unlock certain things it's just like this is it was it was the best game i played that year like as it's it's one of those games that I still think about constantly, you know, like it, Zelda is one of them. And then, you know, very rarely do I think of any other games and like Gree is another one that I'm just like, ah, I think about this art at least once a week. I'm just like, man, it, it was one of the games that just came out of nowhere. And then it, it was just like, is anybody talking about the beauty of this game? Like, like it, it, I get, I always say Santa Monica needs to take this art style and make a God of War game with it. But it was just like, this is something that no one is doing. And this just feels so original. I'm sad that it's a short game, but it was just like, this adventure is like, I want to see more of it, but I kind of don't. Like, it feels like it concluded right. And it's just, I don't know. It, it it's, it's special to me. I, I feel like it's, it's a if I had to do a top 50 games of all time for indie, Greece would definitely be on that list. Yeah, it's definitely, I'm not like, I I wish I was more of an uh, indie game guy, but I just like, I don't know. It, it takes something really unique and special to grab me. And like, that was one that was like this, that grabbed me. And it, it just, when I finished the game, it just kind of like, it's one of those games that you just feel almost like an emotional attachment to it too. And when you finish it and you're like, man, this is just like, I'm bummed that I beat this game because I would just want to play it again. Um, so, but yeah, have fun with all those Switch games, BU. It's a, uh, you're in for uh, <laughs> something. <laughs> I have a lot of catching up to do. I've been really behind, so... Yeah. Now, I will say about Luigi Mansion 3, you're going to laugh at the intro before you even oh get to gosh, the hotel. Yeah. Yes, yes. Let's just, say, let's just say it involves Toad and a bus. Oh, boy. It's, oh. not, it's not, like, scary or anything. No, it's, it's, it's just yeah. comical. The situation is just absurd. Yeah. It's just... <laughs> Can't wait. Yeah. 
So. All right. If you uh, got a lot of snow, your favorite level. That's all I want to say. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I will make it my homework this week. I thought I was going to have time over the last two days when I found out about the podcast. I was like, oh, I'll totally sit and play games and I'll have something to talk about with Nintendo stuff. You know, I said the same thing. The day went by like that. <laughs> yeah, I said the same thing and uh, I did not. So. Uh, so. Life, life gets in the way. Yeah, life. Mm-hmm. Life. Uh, yeah. All right, we're going to kind of just I don't know. This, <laughs> these topics are just kind of like, I mean, first of all, did anybody in the Nindy in the Nintendo Direct Mini Partner Showcase, did anybody see anything in there that was really going to grab them and say, oh, I'm going to play that, you know? Uh, yes. Oh, jeez. Here we go. Probably a lot, but I don't remember because it was last week. Uh, okay, so... <laughs> I know. I'm with you, <laughs> definitely, definitely for me, it was the Final Fantasy collection. Because I never got to play those games on, on Game Boy. Oh, the, so the I was, Saga the games? The Saga ones. So I, yeah, so I was just like, oh, this is going to be cool. Let, I'm, me, t- I'm, let me tell you, but, I have a copy of Final Fantasy Legend. You can have it the next time you come here. Yeah, you, just, you can just have it. I, I will <laughs> pay you to take it. Game. I will, yeah, oh, I will wow. pay you to take it. <laughs> I'll, I'll put that money towards my ticket then. <laughs> oh well, you know, it's not very it's much money. Game. Oh wow, yeah, it's it's but, interesting. Um, the Rocky game kind of looked like at first. I'm like, is this ready to rumble? Yeah, that's what I thought first too. I was like, is this ready to rumble boxing? And then I, <laughs> okay, <laughs> I got, I got, I got like kind of excited but then i remember the one that came out on wii was really bad and then it said play as your favorite rocky characters i'm like is rocky even like really relevant anymore like creed is kind of like its own thing now you know and don't get me wrong michael b jordan is a fantastic actor by the way side tangent not even game related did you see? Well, first of all, the Flash movie is gonna have Michael Keaton be Batman again, which is very exciting. Did you see the rumors that were spinning off where Michael Keaton's gonna play Old Man Bruce Wayne in a Batman Beyond movie starring Michael B. Jordan as Terry McGinnis? Oh, please let that happen! Oh, I got really excited, but then I was like, "That's probably not happening because that's way too good of an idea." Oh, I love Batman Beyond and. The way that they treated that animated series, I'm just like, I can't believe. Because, once again, half of it got cut off, got canceled here. Um, but the whole season was made. So, but yeah, I would love to have that happen. Heck yeah. yeah. Anyways, continue. Sorry, I just got really excited because we were talking about Michael B. Jordan and stuff. So, <laughs> uh, uh, def- Okay, so... <laughs> Oh goodness, y'all gonna get me on this. So yes, I am going to be getting Just Dance 2021, uh, the new one, um, and I definitely want to do it for a Boss Rush review um, because I my, I brought my sister Just Dance back in the day and had a good time with it, and so I want to do it. You know, I want to buy it for my own and really dance because I'm a choreographer. So I'm just like, I want to see if my body can still handle dancing in the way that they do it. So I'm going to be buying that. Um, Fuser looks good for um, harmonics. Yeah, Uh, that's kind of like their, like, it's kind of like the digital version of their card game that came out, like, what, last year or two years ago or something? And that game is so fun, too. 
uh, me and Larry got to play. Uh, Larry has it. We played it on there. It's so fun. So we're not seeing like, oh, I can fix Cardi Ray Jepsen with Michael Jackson. Oh yeah, like all the mixes and music that's coming into my mind. Uh, yeah, I'm so super excited for that uh, future. Fuser oh, had like a massive booth at PAX East, like massive booth, and mm. I never really got to even look at, to see what Fuser was, but everyone had swag and like. Yeah, they went all out mm-hmm. at PAX East. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be interesting. It, I, Harmonix does a good job with music games. And I I think this avenue, this kind of, that they went with, with their music games has been really su- more successful than them doing, I think, Guitar Hero or Rock, no. Was it Guitar Hero? It didn't Rock Band? Uh, Harmonix was rock band after rock band. Like they were doing Guitar Hero, and then whatever Activision fight they got in, they went to rock band, and then they rock started band. doing rock band. And Activision continued Guitar Hero with like the old Tony Hawk team or whatever. I think. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. Um. The. the... I'm probably going to pass on the Kingdom Hearts Melody one um, because I'd rather have still Elite B Ages. But I think Final Fantasy, there's a rhythm, is what I prefer. Um, that was the one that was on 3DS on it. Uh, well, is there anything else that I'm missing? I know the, the tank game, I was just like, I'm not about to deal with this. I did tanks playing the Atari game War. Nah, I'm not about to do this free to play game, um, but I think that's pretty much it that I had. Uh, where I'm, I'm wondering if I'm missing anything. Um, I want, the, I want the Taiko Natatsu Gen because I played. It. Oh yes, yes, I yes. used to play it with my coworkers in Japan at the arcade, like the physical one at uh-huh. the arcade in the local mall. And when I saw it was coming to Switch, it made me so excited. <laughs> I, you know, I've never played one. It looks, it's really fun. It's, I don't, I don't, I'm sure there are some places in America that have it in arcades, I, I would imagine. They probably do, but then I'll probably see like a Tassel versus Capcom and then I'll run to that. Oh. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's fun. It's a, it's a fun drum, taiko drumming. drumming I, I, I'm going to get that one too, because it has a, it's an RPG connected to it, but if you just want to do the music, you can do the music and I want to see how that plays. Yeah, I never got to try the series, but I hear people really do enjoy it. It's adorable. The faces on the drums are just so cute. That so are, cute. Yeah. Uh, oh, go ahead, Celeste. I don't know. Oh, the- that was the one I was going to say, because I was like, Ed's got to mention the Taiko drumming one. <laughs> that seems up his alley. It's so, it's so <laughs> Japanese, yeah. And I, I love Japanese stuff. So I don't, I can't believe I forgot that. I, I apologize. Oh, I guess I'll forgive you. I won't. <laughs> you failed. Fired. Oh, you. If I had a dollar for every time I <laughs> fired Ed, I would be able to buy both consoles this fall. Um, but. I get fired. You, uh, I think Raj, Raji, Raji was announced or uh, released that day. Yeah, Raji, um, by the way, the one... music in that game is amazing. Yeah, that one's out of India, I believe. Not really, yeah, yeah. There's not a lot of games coming out of India, so that was really cool. I'm excited. I've I've been to India, so I'm really excited to play this game because it definitely has vibes. Um, it's, it got great reviews. Yeah, a lot of people were do 
did a droid. Yeah, I heard I heard it was good. I wish I could remember what games were on that. They all, all run together, all these game showcases, and I'm just like... I know. It's overwhelming. Point, but I, <laughs> was Spirit Fair released before? It's a lot, yeah. There's some really good ones out right now, so I just can't think of their names. Yeah, this whole summer... But that one definitely stuck out. This whole summer has just been like... I thought it was going to be nice that everything was spread out and not just condensed into E3 and then condensed into Gamescom, and now it's like... I miss I miss everything just happening at once, and then everybody just kind of dissects it as we go throughout the summer. <laughs> yeah, it's been a lot. It's been and like Nintendo hasn't really done really anything except for drop a few trailers, right? Like no major direct, no uh, major title this fall so far. You know, we have well, we had Paper Mario, which is pretty successful. Obviously, Animal Crossing is blowing everybody out of the water. The Pikmin Deluxe game comes out in October and what Pokemon Snap maybe sometime in November and like that's kind of it so far unless they like supposedly there's like a, another rumor direct for September for to announce the 35th anniversary Mario stuff but it's like probably not I don't see that happening this year especially with the two consoles coming out like I kind of feel like Nintendo has enough in them to say we're going to sit this one out and then, you know, with the rumors of the, the new Switch coming out next year and next 2021's lineup that we talked about, what, two weeks ago, Ed, is, like, mm-hmm. insanely just, I don't, I'm going to have to sell a kidney to buy all those games, but. Uh, yeah, uh, Puyo Puyo 2, I forgot the, all about that, dang, Puyo Puyo 2. Ed, why don't I just give you a list of the games that were announced and then you can just read it like we did last week. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. I didn't mean to. Oh man, that's good. That you're never living that down. It's hilarious. So it uh, was pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> well, they she ain't that person next, so I just I uh, yeah. In all seriousness, though, like there wasn't really anything at this partner showcase. It was like. Uh, to me, it was like I don't even know if it was even worth posting anything, except for they probably already had you know, things in place where they had to, you know, contractually promote stuff through their partners and stuff. Like that's kind of like the only reason why Mm -hmm. I feel like this existed, but you know, I think, I think it was a good way to say, Hey, we do got some stuff that's coming out. So, um, yeah, but there wasn't like, it just didn't feel, I was way more excited about the indie showcase. Yeah, like I, as somebody who doesn't play a lot of indie games, like the indie showcase was like way more exciting than this one. You know, I don't know. I don't know. All right. I think, yeah, I just think it was like a really cool thing. Just, just to be like, hey, this is stuff that's coming for the fall. If you guys want to check it out. Yeah. All right. We're skipping the next two topics and going straight to the question block because we've been running a little bit long. Uh, You can email the show have your question read on the question block at what wow i just totally blanked on our email address nintendo power block at gmail.com just like rebecca did i'm sorry i'm not trying your last name i'm gonna butcher it real bad ghosted there ed said it uh this kind of goes into one of our topics but she says hey everyone just found your show a few weeks ago and i'm really loving every second I have a question that seems to be a big debate between me and my friends. Do you think Nintendo uh, is Is allowing uh, the new consoles to have this winter so they can dominate 2021 with a Switch Pro and a bunch of stellar games? Or do you think 
they don't have a lot this holiday because of COVID. Uh, so, um, so this is the thing about it. Um, Nintendo is kind of, you know, like th- they are still stand saying whenever they, when they're ready to show stuff, they will show things. I think COVID has changed gaming for everybody. And so a lot of that has been like slowing down. I think Nintendo had stuff planned to go full force because they've been working on a lot of projects. They've probably been talking to Platinum and Nemco and a lot of other third parties and maybe some indies to bring out games for the fall. Um, but because I think because of COVID, they felt, you know, a lot of that their plays changed. Um, as for going kind of as for giving it to Microsoft and Sony, um, I think Nintendo's not worried about them. Sony and Sony and Microsoft have to be worried about themselves because they right now they're both kind of in trouble. If they don't get if they don't get to talking right now, they're gonna both be in trouble and they're just gonna allow Nintendo to dominate with ease. So you can have the Series X and you can have PlayStation 5, but if there's nothing really there to get those systems selling, Nintendo's just going to be snatching up. Nintendo still has Animal Crossing, and people would jump. You give a special Black Friday edition of Animal Crossing for the holiday season, and don't think that's not going to do anything compared to Series X and PlayStation Five. That's just going to be more money for Nintendo, especially definitely. I mean, with- the, the only game that Animal Crossing hasn't outsold is Mario Kart at this point, which is insane yeah. that in five yeah. months that this game did that. You and know. Mario Kart is still selling. It's still all yeah, like, which means we're games. never getting another Mario Kart. I get it. Just keep rubbing it in, Ed. I've been playing this. <laughs> I've been playing the same, the same game for what seven years now. Give me a new Mario Kart, please. Just give it to me. I don't they're, they're care. Probably, they're probably working on it. Give me, um, the- give me, give me Mario Kart Nine. Give me a bunch of new tracks, and then let me just download the super nintendo pack where you remake all the awesome super nintendo tracks and you know if you want to make money that's how you do it just saying mario Nint- kart maker yeah why not that'd be oh my gosh be used my new favorite person on the internet mario kart maker i need it i need it. oh wow that would be adorable <laughs> yeah it, it, so i think sony right, tried I it think- remember mod nation racers that existed at some point <laughs> <laughs> I, I think with, if, if there is a Switch Pro for 2021, um, that's kind of good. Because I actually was thinking about this, uh, and I know we skipped the story. I was thinking about, you know, Switch Pro now would make sense. Definitely of Umbrella Engine 5 is coming to everything mm-hmm. next year. And the Switch Pro could handle Umbrella Engine 5. I think that's going to allow not only the indie developers, but maybe even Nintendo some, with some of their games in AAA um, to really bring out some more games using Unreal Engine 5 on a more powerful system. So I, I think right now, Nintendo is good to go. They're, they're in such a great position that they don't have to worry about Microsoft and Sony. Like I said earlier, Sony and Microsoft have to be worried about themselves right now. They need to get to talking, and they need to get info out there. Because if they don't, Nintendo is going to continue to dominate over them with ease. COVID-19 or not. Yeah. Yeah, I I think... You know, like you said, Ed, I think it's the right time for a Switch Pro because, like, not just Unreal, but I'm saying, like, if they're going to get continue to get 
third-party support, even if it's late, right? Like, mm-hmm. they're going to need... These new consoles are going to be doing things that, you know, Nintendo won't be doing for probably 20 years, let's be honest. Uh, so if they want to keep up at least with the third-party kind of support and have it easier to port these games down to a less powerful console... I think the time is now and like maybe you launch it with something like breath of the wild two or the Metroid prime HD trilogy. That's been rumored forever or, you know, you, they have enough big things announced and or rumored that they could launch this thing with that. Mm-hmm. It would, it would sell anyways, you know, like, Oh yeah, of course all these games will play on the switch you currently have. But if you want 4k Zelda, you can buy this switch pro cause that's the rumor. I, I, and- I, Pro is Zelda and Breath of the Wild two together, crazy. Mm-hmm. Also, like money, like what they could do to almost not save money but make it more practical. They could put processing mm-hmm. power in the dock too to make these games yes. run better as well. You know that rumored four K. Like I still don't think Nintendo's going to do four K. I'm sorry, fourteen forty p on the TV output max probably. But uh, even if you got but- even if you got some of these games to run a little bit better as great as breath of the wild is it still stutters a lot right it just it just does Mm -hmm. you know it's that the switch it's a miracle that you get these open world games on on the switch right the witcher i can't believe runs on the switch it's a it's an ugly game when you put it on the tv but it's great in handheld mode but it's if you get if you just give it a little bit more juice in the dock and you know a little bit more powerful insides, longer battery. I think people will eat it up. You know, is 2K possible? Uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. 1440p, 2K. I guess people call okay. it. I guess I don't know. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know what if 1440p was mm-hmm. equal to. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I don't know. I I would be all right with that. I just, you know, I've had my Switch since launch. I'm ready to upgrade regardless. You know, I I held off from getting the one with the bigger battery life because i knew this was probably going to happen at some point and if they're looking at switch as like a long-term platform the way that apple looks at ipad or you know people look at phones and stuff like this is probably four years that's probably a good time to say hey we need to refresh this thing also can we just attach the joy cons already right like can we just do it can we just can we just put them on the machine (laughs) i'm I'm sorry, Joy-Cons really just bug me. They, they were cute for like five minutes, and then... You could one, get a Switch Lite. Um, excuse me. He has one. Excuse me. Oh, so you, you, you have it. I do. Still building some Switches I think, over there. I think they could still do the Joy-Cons. I think they just need to have bigger buttons. No, and, and you know, I, I think the Joy-Cons are still going to exist because they're such a big selling point in that platform, and they're making mm-hmm. buku bucks off <laughs> off of those colors. And the customization people are doing yeah, with them? It's, oh, it's, there's no way, right? It's like the 3DS faceplates. Once they've started those, like... You know that's it's not it's not happening. It's wishful thinking, really. Ed is what it's really coming down to. You know, I want Nintendo to make a Switch for me and only me, and not the mm-hmm. sixty million people that already own one. You know, that it's, is true. It's time Nintendo <laughs> needs to cater to me, Ed. My wants and needs. I'm important. Which is, which is? no Joy Cons. Four <laughs> K, sixty frames, Zelda. No breakable weapons. 
Sorry. I don't know. Wait. That has nothing to do with this. <laughs> I know. So I'm just... <laughs> Ed, it's Monday, okay? It's it's, it's just Monday. <laughs> uh, what, Celeste, what are you guys what are you guys thinking? I I I don't know if this really even matters to you guys. I know I know like a Switch Pro only matters to like a small portion of the Nintendo fan base. It's like the new three DS, right? Like mm-hmm. where they had what three exclusive games for that platform, maybe. Um you can go first, B, if you have anything to um, say. I mean, I, I would probably want to buy it, especially if it's a special color, you know, Animal Crossing edition. I didn't buy the Animal Crossing edition Switch. I really wanted to. Um, I've had I've had mine since launch day, but I rarely play it because I mostly game on PC and Xbox because that's where my friends play. Um, I would be excited if, if they announce a, a new, you know, Pro them but yeah i don't know if i need it or not like i'd probably be like yeah i'm probably gonna get it and then just not buy it when it came out (laughs) you know what's gonna happen it's gonna probably be like pressure i think it's gonna be not peer pressure but pressure acid everybody's talking about this and i want to be a part of it let me get this yes Mm-hmm. Order like you know, just having a couple drinks like one night and just like oh, it's on. my money for the month. <laughs> like I'm a I'm a Nintendo fanatic, so I would just buy anything that Nintendo on it. I'd be like, yeah, it's a pro. I need this. Like there is no end. It's yeah. a bustle about it. <laughs> it's yeah. It's hard to say no. Yeah. She's gonna have that Fanta Penny Colada mixed with something. <laughs> <laughs> order yes. switch bro that'll be my my juice for the night wow. <laughs> that's fine uh, i i just i've been thinking i'm thinking about the 2021 rumored lineup for switch that we talked about a couple weeks ago and it's just it's just a monster lineup for them uh you have what two rumored zelda ports at least uh breath of the wild 2 metroid prime hd trilogy the mario 35th anniversary collection stuff bayonetta 3 like there's there's so much rumored to be coming out next year for Kick, nintendo Kick that it's like four nah, i don't think we're gonna get that anytime soon it probably oh, dep- actually, it probably depends on how well pikmin 3 sells in october which if, it will because it's on switch and if kamiya's tweet it's true, but it got released. I mean, got removed. We may actually have Astro Chain 2 next year. Yeah, it's only been a year, dude. They, they, yeah, but then he tweeted out Astro Chain 2. I don't know if he was joking or not. No, or that was... they, they said they wanted to make it a trilogy in the first place if the first one sold well, and it sold better than expect, expected. So yeah. They're working on it. Yeah, They have to be. Platinum's working on like thirty-seven different games right now, so it doesn't even matter. And most of them probably <laughs> going to be from Nintendo. Uh, I don't, I don't know actually. I mean, once Bayonetta three is published, Bayonetta's free game after a year. I've been hearing. So, you think? Yeah, unfortunately, I do think. Uh, I mean, look, I'm sure it'll look great in 4K and. 120 frames a second on the new consoles and mm-hmm. you know ray tracing and all these other effects and new hair physics i don't know whatever but it's um yeah i think i think once beta 3 is is out there's very there's a small window that it will be nintendo exclusive so i don't know i mean you saw what happened to wonderful 101 right it's it's on everything now yeah but that was like what 
five, six years. Yeah, but that's because Bayonet is Bayonet is way more popular. Bayonet is way more popular than Wonderful One Hundred One. Let's be honest. Um, so. I don't know. I I think next year, if this rumored lineup is true, you launch that thing next to a bunch of awesome games that people want. Mm-hmm. Plus, like an Animal Crossing update, maybe uh, Smash characters. You know, like there's all kinds of things they could market outside of indies and third party games. Like, of course, you know, which is probably why which is probably why Doom Eternal and a release date for Switch hasn't been announced yet. You know, but that's what I was, I was literally about to ask. Did you think Doom Eternal got pushed to next year? Probably. They're gonna wait till all that DLC is out and probably sell it as a package. That would be smart. Sixty dollars. Yeah, that would be smart. So, I don't know. We'll see. But of course, that's gonna be another topic for another day. Ed, you know, you and I will probably get on one night and just Ugh. talk about this for two hours. Like, do we? we <laughs> do we haven't even think thought about the seven games that EA also got planned? Because if that Mass Effect trilogy hit Switch, oh man, dude, I'm done. You guys won't see me till next year. I'll just, you know, kick back and punch someone out a window, slap a reporter, you know, all those fun things you can do in Mass Effect. Mass, Mass Effect Trilogy is coming up for everything. Yeah. EA realizes that Mass Effect Trilogy is so well on Switch to anything yeah. else. Yeah, and that physical version is going to have like half the first game on it and then a download code for everything else. So exactly. Might as well just buy it digitally. Pretty much. Man. So... Uh, anybody else want to talk about anything else while we're here, or we can just wrap it up because we've been going for an hour and a half, and it's bedtime. Uh, well, Bo, one last question uh, that I have for you: um, What do you? How do you see um, gaming next year for like indies that's like have that really relaxing, calm, casual gaming? Do you think casual gaming has kind of like switched into a new direction and it's going to be bigger for 2021 because now people are paying more attention to it yeah it's been really fun to watch it grow in the short time i've been working with indies um i mean even at pax east and pax south i was going to panels about is there space in the gaming world for comfy cozy games like wholesome games is there a place for it do people want this and then i mean as like you know, as soon as 2020 hit, like, you started seeing more come out, um, and it's really been gaining traction on Twitter, and our games have been selling, like, really well. Um, we had a game called Evans Remains, that's a puzzle platformer, visual novel. I bought and it. And everyone has been... If you like it, let me know. <laughs> um, but yeah, everyone's been eating them up, and um, I think it's just gonna get... I think it's gonna explode even more. And, I mean, I'm wondering if with everyone being at home, if hobby game like game developers are making more games that'll be announced later on this year um and things like that i think i think it's gonna get bigger i think a lot of us are at home working from home we can take a 15 minute break on our consoles um you know you're homeschooling your kids and things so i i think it's gonna be bigger and more people are gonna want them especially now that it's accepted um I yeah think before it's like you're not a gamer if you play you know, we only want to talk about Halo and Call of Duty and, you know, and now it's like, no, it's okay if you play Animal Crossing. You can let your friends know that you play these cute, you know, narrative-driven titles. I'm playing with cats and cats. It's like, it's is, fine. Does, so I think is, now that it's more accepted, it'll be popular. 
is it weird seeing how people who are like really hardcore gamers like go crazy for like I don't because I, I do we call it like a wholesome genre? Like, do we rename it or like what do we what should we call these kind of this kind of genre of gaming? Casual gaming? Yeah, I think it's lost because like wholesome has its own titles. Like, because um, wholesome usually means there's like some good message in it, right? Or mm-hmm. um, and not all of the comfy games or the casual easy games are in that wholesome title. Yeah, so I think it's still trying to find its branding a little bit, but so like casual it's geared towards casual. So casual gaming is like the top, and then like wholesome is like a subcategory and stuff. I would think so. Yeah. Yeah, because I think yeah, that's sure. the I, I think that's the thing with Nintendo Direct and the Indie Directs that when they show these games, these like indie games, it could be like it could be Axiom Verse Two, and then it could be Teacup, and everybody mm-hmm. will want both games. Like in the first thing, everybody said, "Please give me physical, please give me physical," like we were talking about <laughs> earlier. But people are willing yeah. to, people would not even pay attention to reviews. The day that it drops, people will get them. So I wonder mm-hmm. if that momentum is going to carry out for 2021 and how you how you thought about it. So, yeah, yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah, <laughs> I am too. They're my kind of games as well. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, there's another thing, though, that's happening in the game industry where I think, like, Fall Guys is technically an in, but their studio has, like, over 260 employees. At wow. what point do games stop being independent when you have a studio and a budget like that? Like, you know, now now people are trying to market themselves as indie when they're large companies. Yeah. It's, now it's kind of getting a muddied a bit. So. I feel like somebody coined the term, or I forget where I heard this, but somebody's been coining the term like indie studio is like a small team of like, you know, one to maybe, maybe like 20 people. And then somebody's been mm-hmm. coining the term like triple I, which is like the size of triple I. I haven't heard that one yet. Yeah. Double A. So now we have triple I. Yeah. It's like I, I've heard that term before where like they're these bigger studios because like if you want to get super technical, Bungie is an independent studio. They publish mm-hmm. Destiny. They have a, their studio is like six or seven hundred people plus all the outsourcing they do, but they're technically an independent studio. And so people mm-hmm. were talking about them and then Insomniac before they got purchased uh, by Sony. And it's like, well, <laughs> what do you call these studios that are technically independent, but they're so big that like they, you know, and somebody's like, well, why don't we just call them triple I? Because, you know, they are, they can fund their own games from these contracts that they do with other people, everything. And it's like, well, I, yeah. I guess technically that Indie makes games. sense, but it really rolls off the yeah. tongue, you know? <laughs> triple I. I mean, yeah, that works because I mean they're independent games, but on a triple A budget. Yeah. Um, but I don't, I don't think that I don't think you can use that term because that that makes other, like people who don't understand how game development works. It makes them hold games that are made by one or two people against a game made by 260 something people mm-hmm. and you can't compare those two games um yeah. my my studio tweeted the other day and they're like we're gonna be called h <laughs> just like a tweet with the letter h <laughs> like we're not we're not we're just gonna make our own because <laughs> it's just getting ridiculous make your own category yeah that's funny yeah that's fun though yeah. 
And as long as yeah, the games I'm... are great and people are enjoying them, they get something out of them. I think it's it's going to. I still I just consider anyone a gamer. If you bought a video game and you played on PC console, whatever, you are a gamer. No one should mm-hmm. judge you for what you what you play, what you like. You love playing casual games. Tell me all about it, cause I want to know, cause that casual, cause I think if you talk about casual games to a lot of people, they are willing now to pick it up than they were back in the past. Oh yeah, definitely mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right. You're a gamer if you pick up any sort of game type. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For so, sure. I mean. All right, Corey. Yeah. It's back to you. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna wrap it up. I want to thank everybody for watching and or listening. Uh, you can catch the show live on Monday nights on Boss Rush Games Live on Twitch. Uh, if you can't catch us live, you can head on over to your podcast service of choice on Wednesdays to listen to the audio of the show or go to our website, bossrushgames.com. Really uh, appreciate your follow or rating or review. Uh, we're really kind of pushing that now, right now. So uh, hopefully you guys do that, especially on the iTunes, as the kids say. Uh, Bu, thank you for joining us. This was uh, this was really fun. Uh, you know, I've I've thank you. I've only gotten to edit shows you've been on. I have not really gotten to interact <laughs> with you like this. So uh, I really appreciate you coming on. Uh, tell everybody where they can find you again. Uh, you can find me mostly on Twitter right now at twitter.com slash B-U-B-E-E-Y-O-O-H-Q on twitter um you find me there and then you can find me everywhere else um but yeah thank you all so very much for having me these have been so much fun yeah it's been a it's been really fun to like the one the 1v1 that you did uh if you guys haven't listened to that you should check that out uh yes it was very fun to listen to and edit it was it's just really insightful to hear other people like you know because uh i think it's safe to say that especially when you were streaming on mixer a lot you you're you're bigger than us people know who you are and like it's just it's it's like that feeling of like it's it's really fun to hear people that you know are really doing things that i i wish i was doing more of it's just like it's fun to listen to and and see the insights and everything so i really like that 1v1 celeste you did a good job at interviewing her by the way she, she was yeah. driving Plus, that. She was driving that car. I was just a passenger. <laughs> <laughs> no, you made you made it super comfortable and easy to talk. And like, even after the podcast ended, we talked probably for another thirty minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, so she <laughs> did. So she already she's already bossed the Russian material. I know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was so much. Fun. I'm on board. This is so fun. Yeah. It was. So, yeah, I enjoyed that. I love hearing about people's passions, and I think everybody has a story. Yeah. So, BU, you're welcome back anytime <laughs> on anything that we do. Uh, so, thank you. Really glad you joined us tonight. Uh, Celeste, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at FairyCrypt. And I'm also with another Zelda podcast on their social media and their website. Cool. Ed, I don't care where you are. I'm just kidding. Wait, what? I'm just kidding. Where can we find you? You guys can find me on Twitter at that retro code. You can also check out um, World War One podcast um, on poppingbox.com. Uh, also check out my uh, 
Podcast Optional Opinion on SoundCloud. I will be getting two new episodes. And everybody get ready for next month because the video video games volume six is technic-tastic. It's going to be releasing soon. So you guys will be able to read the blogs and hear the podcast of us celebrating all things technical about video games. And then Get ready for October because the history of Mass Effect discussion will be happening. But we also got a thing planned for Talk the Walk, where me, De- me Celeste, and uh, um, Billy will be talking about Gone Home. We're getting that all planned together, so just get ready for that discussion. I cannot wait to hear. <laughs> yeah, that's a <laughs> new show, everybody. It wouldn't be your boss rush show without announcing a new show, I guess. Uh, uh, Talk the Walk actually got really good reception. So, uh, that first episode kind of put it out there as a book club episode for like a feeler and uh, got really good reception. So, we're going to probably try to do it once a month, it seems like, for the foreseeable future. So look yes. out for that. Uh, like walking sims. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I guess that's I probably should have prefaced that like yeah, it's a walking sim deep dive show. So t- check it out. <laughs> oh my I'm on board. I'm on board. Yeah, we just reviewed um Edith Finch. We had like an almost three hour long conversation. About <laughs> yes. It. Well, I just want to know what y'all are playing along with, so when I tune in I can I can be like, Oh yeah, yes. yeah, I totally yes. played it this week. Yeah, let me. I want to know. That'll be super fun. Yes, cool. yes. Uh, so, uh, yeah, Go Home is the next game that we're playing uh, for it. So nice. Uh, so you can find me at I am Corey HD on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me on a plethora of other content here on Boss Rush Games, including our Xbox show Arsenal X. Uh, check out our PlayStation show that we just launched last week. Very, very good reception of that as well. Very. Happy for, you know, Logan and, and LaRon and, and Nelly really oh. kicked that off and, and Brody from uh, Diggity Podcast. So check that show out. Should be on iTunes soon. I hope Apple is just bored, I guess, and doesn't want to approve any podcast stuff. So, uh, yeah, it'll be there soon. I promise. It's already on Spotify, though. So just listen to it there. Uh, so, anyways, thank you, Ed. Thank you, Celeste. Thank you, BU, for joining me tonight on this episode of nintendo power block i want to thank everybody so much for watching and until next time we love you goodbye bye everybody Woo-hoo. bye guys bye.